On Friday, we again remembered our war heroes who fought at a time when to be in the army, the navy or the air force was considered to be very noble and admirable to defend our country's very existence. Today, it's the NHS workers primarily who are considered to be those fighting on the front line who've won our admiration and respect in a new way. And perhaps because he joins the two together so well, Captain, now Colonel Tom, raising over £30 million for the NHS by walking around his garden before his 100th birthday, has become a national hero, a point of light, as Boris Johnson described him, in these sometimes dark times. I wonder if you are someone who has ever wanted to join the armed forces. Unlike in the time of World War II, now it is a voluntary choice whether to join or not. And there are some who would think it's a great thing to do, many others for whom it's the last thing they would want to do. But it's not the kind of thing you would be lukewarm about. Sadly, that these days does seem to be true of the church. Most people are lukewarm about it. The church is actually called to be a frontline army of a spiritual nature. It has a very high calling, a huge challenge, challenging task to perform, to be the means of bringing God's powerful kingdom from heaven to earth, overcoming the failure of our human flesh, the kingdoms of this world and the prince of the power of the air. And its troops are not appointed by men, but called to this task by God. But perhaps its greatest problem today is that even less people think about joining it than would join the army for a whole range of different reasons, but especially because it just doesn't seem relevant to life in the modern world. However, it was very different in the early church, where there was a much clearer understanding of what it was all about. So let's have a look at that afresh today as we continue to go back to basics and see through the eyes of Peter and Luke writing the book of Acts, what the church is and what it's for. And in both our readings, we see clearly that there are only two paths going in opposite directions. Just as Jesus spoke of how important it is to strive to enter through the narrow gate rather than go on the broad path that leads to destruction. You are either going towards Jesus or away from him. Just as in Acts 2 we move from individuals responding to the gospel that Peter preached to that spontaneous form, formation and dynamic life of the first church that we talked about last week, so in our reading today from Peter's first letter he begins with those who have just been born again of imperishable seed through the preaching of the living word of the gospel and encourages them to long to grow up in their faith, just like newborn babies craving for milk, chapter 2, verse 2. And in the very next breath, he introduces the church, as in his mind, individual growth cannot be separated from growing together in the church. Last week, you may remember, I reminded us that there is only one foundation that can be laid, which is Jesus Christ, and Peter does the same, assuming that all his readers will already have relationship with the risen Lord Jesus as he writes, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to God. He assumes that they will want to keep on coming to Jesus because he is so precious to us 
also. But right up until verse 8, Peter is describing the opposite path too. Those who stumble over Jesus and disobey the gospel message. Once anyone has found the precious pearl of great price, you will be willing to lose all other precious stones you may have to take hold of it. And so it is with Jesus and his church. You may have many good things going on in your life, but when the eyes of your heart are open to see what Jesus has done for you and still long to bring to completion in you, then you will not only crave the pure spiritual milk of the word, but you will be willing to lay aside many other activities to cooperate with Jesus as he builds us all like living stones into a spiritual house. This is what the army does. Sacrifices not uh, like the sacrifices of war, but sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving, prayer and worship, set apart as a holy royal priesthood. God's special possession, chosen to be filled with thanksgiving and praise and shine out with his light, in contrast to the dullness of heart and blindness of mind that we used to have and that the world still lives under that darkness. And one of our greatest reasons to rejoice will be this. Despite the massive royal privilege and blessing that we receive, the only requirement to enter the church is not to be religious, but simply to know we have been mercifully forgiven and welcomed into God's people, causing us to sing his praises, who has brought us from being lost in darkness to walking in his light. Absolutely anyone is welcome to join God's people, God's army, however weak or strong you may feel you are in a natural sense. Stephen, in the book of Acts, was one such living stone, an ordinary church member given the job of helping look after poor widows. But he was also full of the Holy Spirit and a straight talker about his new faith in Jesus. This angered the Jews, such that he soon went, we might say, from zero to hero and became the first follower of Jesus to be martyred for his faith. Above all, this was because he was that man who was full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. He knew it was God that would work through him in his ordinariness and weakness. And he had experienced the power of the Holy Spirit to do just that, indeed in signs and wonders and miracles overflowing through his ministry. So I think if he can do it, so can I, and so can you. Just as if Captain Tom can manage to walk round his garden in his weakness and become an inspiration for this whole nation. Who knows, when God moves through us in our weakness, what he can do through you and through me and through us, the church, as each one of us learns to play our part by relying and leaning on our Lord Jesus and his life at work in us. May all the glory go to him. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, 
we thank you that each and every one of us, indeed everyone in the world, is eligible to join your church, your body, your army, to be a living stone connected to you, our source of life, inextricably bound together with you and finding our energy and life and strength from you, the true living stone, the true foundation. And so we pray that you will keep our vital connection with you very strong, strengthening every day by the grace and love you pour into us and by drawing us to seek you and fellowship with you and praise and worship you. And help us all to find more and more that we cannot do this alone, but through the wonderful church you have created, the mixed bag we are of many different parts, but each one playing our own role as you bind us in and mould us in to this living building that is growing to fill the whole earth with your glory. Fill us with faith and with the Holy Spirit, that we may lean on you and see you build your church, so the gates of hell will not prevail against it, and millions will come to know the joy of being your children in your body forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.